Now it's okay. recording. Now we can start. Yeah. Finally. So we have. So yeah, what do you want to talk this time? We have a pleasure of talking about uh, two or three different films. I think Ida, mm -hmm. the Polish film Ida, and the Chilean film Gloria, and then maybe with Charlie Kaufman, because I feel like that he's involved with all this uh, same subject. That's very interesting, because I, I kind of like when I, I saw Ida, and then I saw um, Gloria, just kind of be together, kind of first I saw Ida, and then the next movie I saw was Gloria, and um, for me they really intertwined perfectly together. They have this, this similar kind of character of the older woman, or middle-aged woman, how can you say, is it an old or something? Mm. A little bit older than middle-aged, let's say. And they both are a little bit having like this uh, kind of life when they are partying and trying to find some kind of uh, this, this, this thing in their life to kind of feel something for themselves, something. There's, there, there is something... Uh, a burden on them in some ways. In some ways, the, the characters just feel together. The, in Ida, the the aunt, and then in Gloria, the main character. But it's very interesting that you combine Charlie Kaufman into it, also. Yes, because in the Ida, it was a wonderful experience for me. One of the best films I've ever seen. And then Gloria equally, but from another side of the world, Chile. And uh, <clears throat> I was um, amazed at this um, Gloria. I, I saw, I don't remember when it, but it's uh, some time I saw them, since I saw them. But Gloria, I felt like it's a wonderful uh, movie because it lets us in, in her life. We see it from inside. We are part of her feelings, her life, her cho choices, mm -hmm. and all this chilling chaos behind in the background. So, so it's it's a wonderful opportunity to follow Gloria's life from being with her there. And Ida yeah. was equally. We could be part of her intimate things really the basic basics of life what happened to Ida and Charlie yeah. Kaufman is all about <laughs> that's true yeah in kind of in Ida it was kind of a chaos was inside and never really revealed because outside it's very minimalistic and very still yes, very fun, still but... like still life and everything mm -hmm. is like inside packed all this chaos and burden uh, and in Gloria it was the the whole country around Gloria that we uh, that she lived in but she wasn't really following it that much she was more a little bit just a hint of naiveness in her and then so it was like outside of her 
the environment. And then in being John Malkovich in Charlie Kaufman, we are literally inside those characters. We kind of the characters become chaotic. They kind yes. of go kind of go insane if I remember correctly. Like they are kind of mad in the end. Like the John Cusack's character becomes quite obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's a big mess in the end. But that's the speciality of Charlie Cowan. But if she keeps it clear, she has uh, the most greatest problem in ever person can have this either. I don't know if you should relieve, reveal anything about it for, because it should be seen without telling anything about it. But she has this most greatest problem ever can have. And mm. she wants to keep her mind clear mm. all the time. And then she has this, this aunt. Well, she's the nun. We know that all everybody knows that she's a nun in the beginning and she's called Anna. Mm. I think she was called Anna, and she didn't know even that she was Ida. And then she has to go to find out, to meet her aunt before she is she's, uh, ordained as a nun. Mm. So she goes to see this aunt, Wanda. Mm. And when we see Wanda, it's all so peculiar and nice when Ida goes in. In black and white, it's all black and white. It's and I didn't know, know even nothing. I didn't know any when I saw the film. I didn't know which year it is. Mm. So I was very interested. And until afterwards, I only started to think that oh, it must have been uh, not this year, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> early on. Modern times. <laughs> yeah, it was in 1970s or what it was. It was not exactly. I think it was after the Holocaust, at least. 60s, 70s, something. I, they said it somewhere, but I forgot it. Mm. Anyway, it was not now. That's the point. Mm. But And she goes so nicely, that we see, we, we follow her with her suitcase and her, how she's dressed, and she goes this journey. and It's also interesting. Mm-hmm. Really done so that we get interested in what's going on with this girl. And first of all, in the in the nunnery, in this monastery where she is. Mm. It's a very strange place. But for her, not strange. She has been there all her life. So she goes and she goes to Wanda. And we all are expecting something great happenings and nice times and happiness and everything, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't happen. And I thought when I saw Wanda that, uh, first of all, I thought, what I first saw, I thought, oh, this one is a prostitute. Yeah, there is a, there's a very weird moment because I thought about that too. And there's this very weird moment about in that when we start to uh we when we first introduce to her that it's to whom to Wanda when we yeah. see her and then she 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 ask we ask Ida that don't you know what I do and kind of it's, and it's kind yeah. of in, in in like it's kind of um in 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 um it's kind of suggested that it's some kind of uh job that is very unethical kind of 
in a very kind of a dark joke, kind of something immoral, yes. kind of dark in the society. And then for some for some reason, I had this this idea of prostitution because there's this something about yes, the character. Yes, you had it. Yeah, and and then it's not that it's not nothing to do with prostitution. Not but... at all. She was a high judge. Yeah, no, but she... but there was something that I read about it. Uh, I didn't get it totally in the film, but there was something about it that I read that she was uh, judging, I think, war criminals after the war. So, yes. uh, so, and she was kind of part of this post-war um, uh, hunt of these war criminals and putting them and kind of uh, getting them. And there was something about some un- unethicality of it that she was kind of uh, lynching people as a judge uh-huh. and I, I also kind of saw something of uh-huh. that 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 she she did she wasn't pleased and she was not happy with her life and she she, she was acting from her emotions i was very interested in this wanda character yeah. it was a marvelous character to meet i was so happy to meet such a character and and it was very sad for her fate i was expecting that wanda for wanda to find ida or this Anna and tell her that she's in fact Ida. So that when she found her and being near her and their relatives, no, so that would give her condolence, that would give her warmness of life and she could go on living more normal. So it's uh, like when you are living your life, it's uh, the most important is with whom you live your life with. That's what I think. So she had uh, really nobody, but uh, she now she had Ida. So I thought that, okay, now they will be okay, mm. both of them. But it was not so simple after all. Yeah. It didn't solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. So you are waiting and expecting things in this small film. It's like a small film or a small movie where you are expecting certain things and there happens other things, and it de- it's not so uh, simple after all. It's a very complicated uh, yeah. situation. So, after I felt so much with Wanda when she tried eating and eating and eating and finding pleasure in eating and dancing and all kinds of uh, sexual uh, adventures and things. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't. In the end, it was not enough. It was not, and even either to find either was not enough. Yeah. And being overjudged and everything, and giving uh, ah okay, I didn't realize that she gave revenge in that way. But yeah. But if she gave revenge, even that was not enough. It was a terrible shock. Uh, her, her uh, destiny. Yeah. For for me, it was terrible shock, but. And then Ida, when she had all, she also had all the possibilities. She found this boy, this young guy who was perfect for her. Mm-hmm. And they met. And there, because it was black and white and it was in the kind of old times, all this film, all this movie time, I didn't realize what year it's going on. Mm-hmm. For me, it happened like that. So, anyway, when they met and they went to dancing and it felt so old fashioned. Mm. Yeah. So I remember those uh, Polish, I saw a lot of Polish movies when I was young. Mm. So they reminded me of that. 
Oh. Yeah, so maybe they were reference for the, those films. Mm, I love those. Yeah, I saw a lot of Polish films when I was young, and I loved them. Absolutely, <laughs> they were marvelous. You know that there's a whole world of marvelous Polish films, black and white, from those times. Yeah, I I noticed when I went to Poland that there is this. There was um, I went to War Warsaw, and there I went to a museum, like a cinema, or like. And I, it was beautiful. Like it was full of pictures of other filmmakers and uh, posters, and and there's this whole world of cinema in there. Yes. And it has been, and it's very interesting. From these these certain countries, there is a big history. Even in just a country like Denmark, has yeah. such a big history of great cinema. Yes. But it's just a little uh, Scandinavian country, which is so interesting, and. Um, and I really love uh, Polish movie posters. Also, they have a very, they um, many Eastern Europe. Uh, they, they they use very interesting artists to do different kind of uh, posters, and I, uh -huh. I really love it. It's very very alternative, very uh, weird and different. Yeah, and they have a know. very good, interesting, good culture there. Yeah. It's, it's it's uh, from the war times and all the terrible things you wouldn't imagine that there is, but there is. And yeah. this, uh, we, I only knew in. Uh, oh, oh no, no! I saw a lot of films there, but but later I only know Roman Polanski. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I I knew only Kieslowski. Like, yeah. That's the only yeah. Polish director I ever knew, and of course Polanski and Kieslowski are the that most people know about. Poland and Polish directors and movies. Yeah. I think, but, like, if if it's worldwide knowledge. But yeah. do you know what I uh, <laughs> what I what it reminded Ida reminded me of? This is very strange, and which for maybe first glance it didn't. There was something weird about it. Why I didn't give it full stars, uh, full points? That it for some reason it reminded me a lot about Aki Kaurismäki movies. Oh, yeah, not, not not the concept or the thematic or the atmosphere, maybe a little bit of the atmosphere because the characters are very passive in it. Ida uh, is a very passive film where yeah. mm -hmm. very little movement and very little drama and things just are. And, and many times when we are seeing the characters in a scene, they are like kind of like still and very passive yeah. and they are just kind of movement and outside ah, they seem emotionless yeah. and Aki Garismaki does that in yeah, his movies yeah. a lot so it it kind of painted this same scene as uh, as if Garismaki uh. would have made it plus the the uh, jazz rock and roll like uh, the the partying scenes in the little, mm -hmm. little bars and they were like just out of Kaurismäki movies, how, uh, I, how I have seen his movies. I'm surprised, because I didn't think at all, but now I can see your point. So there's this weird association with, with my mind to his movies. Yeah. So anyway, so I saw in that, in Ida, I saw that, okay, in, in Roman Polanski and Kislowski and so on, so they have all that in their background. They know all that. That mm. Polish film, uh, the movie world. Yeah, but you know that this 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 Ida was this director's first Polish movie. 
he, yeah. he is a long time director and he made apparently English speaking movies or in England or somewhere. Yeah, he and, lives in England. Yeah, and this was the first time he went to Poland to do a Polish film. And it was like yeah. that he felt like it was needed for him to kind of explore Poland and kind of it was like personal in some sense. But I can understand it. That all these Polish people, they seem to me, afterwards, I know very few of them, but uh, Polanski, they seem to be very passionate people. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. No, in <laughs> the Polish way. And yeah. they are connected to Poland in some way very much. And yes, everybody, in fact, is to their own country. But, but, um, um, I felt like this Pavlikovsky, this Pavel Pavlikovsky is his name, who lives in England. So Poland didn't like that movie that he did, this Ida. They didn't like it? No, they they hate it because it's a bad reputation for Poland and so on. But uh. they, it's completely <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yeah. because such great art comes from Poland and this is Ida's great art <laughs> and they should be proud of it that's so <laughs> that weird they have this it's like the a... most talked about Polish movie of the year and yes. it's received and like Cannes got... and Oscars and, Oscar. <laughs> and all this stuff and Poland hates it that they don't want to do to be in anything to do with that's totally insanity yeah but that's politics and stupid mm. it's really stupid yeah. but it's uh, such a story that is very rare you know this Ida that yeah. a young girl who is just in the point of stepping into her life into her adult life has to just stay passive like you said she stays passive and sees Follow all that uh, history of hers. Yeah, it's a very interesting combination of thematics that, of, of um, uh, growing up. Uh, mm. How do you say from a child to an adult? Yeah. To the brink, the transition mm. of of this adulthood, uh, with the guilt of history. Yeah. And the the knowledge of of the past. And it works so brilliant. It's it's like in the same time, it's about such a personal story about Ida and really about her. It's really about uh, a human being and, and about a human being, about this transition of what she chooses and how she uh, processes it. But then about the whole, about the whole nation of, of people where mm. one from one side to another trying to cope with the past and about mm. dealing with that that concept and that's yeah. that's huge and it's not done in a great drama way like yeah. in those uh, hollywood productions with nostalgia and drama and things not at all they just go into forest and this horror happens it's or it happened <laughs> it happened it happens to them at that moment when they live it again yeah and we find out all this stuff and Wanda is uh, but I like the I, I, I like that aspect also about the movies that even that horrible event mm. that happened it's it's not portrayed so horrible it, it's not as 
it's an, like an everyday thing. That only this is for them. This everyday thing for yeah. us. Everyday thing is just I, something else. I like else. It how they how how he deals with it in a very kind of everyday way. That how it would really f be there and to 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 discover it. It's not dramatic. It's not cinematic. No, there's no, no, no nothing and not cinematic music. about the it. The music doesn't make it or, or anything. Yeah, and it's it's just about these characters and, yeah. and about their reaction and it's there's there's so much happening inside them that we yeah, cannot in, see yeah. of of how it really feels like watching other characters. We cannot see, we cannot read so... people outside so easily. There's so much happening inside people, yeah. and it's all covered with the skin and bones and everything and it's packs and it's this tension yeah it's very skillful this director when he makes this Ida stand in the forest mm -hmm. and just we see all what happens inside Ida we feel what's happened inside her when she's there and wonder too we, just by standing there in the forest mm -hmm. yeah and and that's Nothing is really shown, even in that scene in the forest, nothing is shown. Everything is hidden off screen. Mm. I, I always also almost kind of waiting kind of yeah, to yeah. see it, mm. but this we don't drama see it. And no, 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 like I mean the 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 object that they're looking at. We never yeah, yeah. really see yeah, yeah. anything no. of it and that um and even the whole cinematography is kind of putting all always the the main object or the main item aside and yeah. even even that whole Ida's face is half cut and she's yeah. just this kind of a dot uh, mm -hmm. on the do bottom screen half mm -hmm. of, of her, we just see her forehead and to make it like um, it kind of amplifies the, the effect yes it amplifies the effect and and it's fascinating to see this Ida from since since this uh, monastery when she nunnery when she leaves and goes and takes in all these things what happen. She just sees them and takes them and goes in in it like it's all the time. The travel to Warsaw and I think she went to Warsaw, no, mm. and uh, then the with Wanda to the forest and everything and then afterwards into the same way she goes into the meeting the man and the dancing and all this nightlife mm -hmm. and with the man in the house and bed and everything. Same way, she just goes and sees it all and experiences it. For like, like uh, we don't see her like happy, happy and things like uh, taking part. Yeah, he's always in that same attitude. Yeah, it's again the passiveness, the sort of yeah, emotionlessness of it. She's yeah. very. Yeah, that's in... why she asks in the bed this man, and then what? And then what? And then we take the dog, yes, and then mm. another child, yeah, and then. Yeah. See. That's, that's an existentialistic movie in, in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really wonderful. It makes you think, and it touches us all. If none of us have this, is history of life the same history mm. as she has? 
luckily, but anyway, so we are, we are touched by it in our hearts. We are part, we are like that too. Mm-hmm. It's that's what's so wonderful. It's that Pavlikovsky is a marvelous director, <laughs> yeah, really. It's, yeah, and, it's amazing. And you know that I had the big luck of seeing it in Orion. Wow. Yeah. I had in this Orion, in this old movie theater from yeah. the old times and beautiful and everything and, and packed full of people and we are all following the the <clears throat> the fate of Ida. Mm. And then when came the end, this uh, black thing, when they came the end and it went black, and we are all sitting and sitting and sitting there and waiting and waiting and and I I I couldn't breathe really. I never experienced such end in any film which I have seen great ends, hundreds of great ends. Mm. But this end was the best of ever for me, because this shows this Ida's choice. Yeah. It's it the he didn't spoil it. Pavlikovsky didn't spoil it with anything. He just let was, us was it, was sink a, in. Was it a surprise end that when it ended that you were surprised that it already ended? or Because it was no. a really short movie. No, no, and... it was uh, like, uh, well, how would I say? It was, um, <clears throat> that's what had to come. And it came. And I was surprised that it came so, so as it had to come. Hmm. I uh, that this filmmaker didn't use these abilities to spoil it in any way. He just used it to being perfect. Yeah. I was so happy. I was really happy to see it, and it really this feeling of Ida sank in. It was the most feeling ever when you were at this end with nothing, you know. <laughs> it's. I felt that okay. That's it. And I was so happy that nothing came ever. The, yeah. How do you feel about the end? I I really love that end. I I don't I don't think I can say anything better than what you said. It I think yeah. it's a really really great end and it concludes the story. In it, a really beautiful it's kind way. of a, it makes you to uh, connect with reality. This end. You're not anymore in a movie. You're with reality. That that's it. That's the world. This is the life we live. And Ida has no choice. I yeah. felt like that. The uh, people can explain Ida's uh, fate in uh, many ways, but I, f- I felt like she has no other choice, just to go and that's it. Yeah. To go where she went. It's horrible to do to a person what they did to Ida. Mm. And the ending, we all felt it together with her and there was no other way of we I will be forever with Ida. It's even if I would meet her, you know, she came became real to me. <laughs> like even if I would meet her today, I will I I couldn't say anything. What could I say? Yeah. I couldn't say anything. I only can go on with living after that by trying to do the right things in life for yeah. my not to do anything bad. So it, it so it really hits you personally the film. Personally it hit me but I have nothing to compare with. I have no Polish or or this I this histories and so on but mm-hmm. 
there was some something very timeless about the movie like yes it, it, it felt very old movie yeah. like it it was such a there was this like it it the the way it told the story in a very like in a very firm way it tells the story in a very firm way that it doesn't want to explain itself too much and it relies on a certain symbolism that I kind of see also in older movies where there is this depth of level in 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 the movie in the images and in the movement and in but in a, in a way it didn't feel like it was like like Fellini or something like that you know like this mm, it wasn't yeah. any I couldn't really put it into any any movie it was very timeless movie but a very new one it was something yeah. I I feel so happy that it exists still today this kind of movies than either yeah and the great part in it is that we are allowed to follow Ida's life we are with her and privileged to be in there yeah and I think that is where we can really kind of find the similarity to Gloria, where we also follow really intimately the woman and yeah. her life. And it's um, that was really what I really liked about Gloria was that it was such an intimate observation of, of her life. And it was yeah. a, and it mm. was very she was very exposed to the camera her life yes. and we just followed it I was, it was amazed really with that, that because I'm myself in the, more or less in the same situation I've mm -hmm. been or I am and trying to make a new life after divorce and so on and uh, she was so amazing I was so happy to follow her <laughs> and I'm surprised that she goes into the dancing and she's very very uh, strong in in this uh, and she's in a difficult situation with Chile. Chile, the country is in turmoil, and mm. and the people are disappearing and coming and all kinds of terrible things. They're behind the scenes, which we don't know. Yeah, they don't explain and it's it at not all. So it, it felt no, the environment felt quite like healthy uh, scene in the film. Yes, it was like a we follow Gloria. Yeah, every day we follow Gloria with her, in her apartment and in her life and in things, and mm. she's going and doing, and she's finding this man. She's ready to find a man, and she finds a man because she's very resourceful and clever woman, and also mm. quite attractive, even in her age. Yeah. And then this man turns out to be a cheat. <laughs> yeah, she, I was so surprised. And how does Gloria? We are in, involved in it because we are with her there. So how does Gloria solve it? This yeah. shitty man. But I, but I really <laughs> felt like it was like in same time very felt realistic, and that I can really believe that this kind of character can exist. It really yeah. felt like a real story of a, just an ordinary person and ordinary relations, but still in the term of how it was written, all the characters and all the events were so brilliantly uh, connected with the team and with, with their purpose as characters. Yes. It, it was something really, really, uh, there was something very cinematic about it, but something very ordinary and everyday and yeah. very, very kind of simple and Normal. So skillfully done, and really. 
Yeah, and and, and the thing about what what I how I how I saw it, and I didn't prepare it to see it that way, but how I saw Gloria was it just started to to kind of become that of the scene of the scene was the same thing that I started to see in um, in the um, was it an Argentinian movie called uh, The Secret in Their Eyes that I probably have talked about yes beautiful story I mean yeah. it's a beautifully done skillfully done story it's yeah. not the beautiful love it's no, no. yeah it's a, it's, it's a tr- it's a drama thriller and and the thriller is like really nicely uh integrated into the drama it's not a thriller movie i i feel yeah. like it's more like drama yeah. about these characters and about this mystery yeah. that they try to solve and i felt like every the the, the the thing about the movie is it feels like well it's i think it's quite obvious in 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 the stories that it the characters reflect uh, the history of Argentina and the, yeah. and the relation of people living in Argentina about the, how they uh, connect with that history and every character seems to have a certain position in that in that reaction in, in mm-hmm. that position and status and yeah. it goes a little bit too complex of me to start describing yeah, it yeah, now in the podcast from 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 yeah. now but um, it's uh, I I've I felt the same thing in Gloria. I felt but like Gloria is living her own life. Yeah, yeah. Her... But but I felt like that she she presents certain uh, a certain generation in Chile history and her yes. gener and her age and generation is fundam- like is important in in on the perspective on the history of Chile when she ex- when she explains her views on the table about how she is from her perspective and her from yeah, her generation yeah. and how, how yeah how how they how the older generation has moved into the modern chile and how the newer generation tries to cope with it and how they describe about the new chile and the old chile and how it has changed and what they can do about it and i think and i started to see this in every character like her boyfriend I feel like she represents also another kind of person from that old Chile who has lived on to the modern times who is taking care of You're his the man. Yeah, yeah, and he's taking care of his daughters and I feel like the relation with this man and the daughter is symbolic. It's symbolic about these generations yeah. of in in the Chile uh time now what yeah, they are yeah. living in and I felt like it was trying to tackle into this with the symbolism of the characters. But then we have this Gloria, she's in all her actions, what she's going around. So when she goes with the man into the hotel and whatever they, you know, whatever they did and whatever they did. So we see her naked and in sexual acts, this Gloria. Yeah, there is like intimate woman. moments. Yeah, it's and normally in a, in movies when they do sexual acts, I don't uh, care for it when it's not when it's not necessary really. It's their private business. I feel like it's their private business normally, and why do they show it to us? And I don't care. But here <laughs> in Gloria, yeah, it's disgusting. What do I have to say? This intimate thing. So it's logical. Own. So and it's like peeking. It's don't... like peeping Tom. 
Yeah, actually, people don't, many people don't agree with me probably because they look at exactly because of that they see that they want to see the sexual acts. I'm not interested. So, anyways, Gloria, they see her, we see her, and I feel like that it's really right because we have to see her also in those parts. We see all her life, and that's part of her life. Yeah, that's that's I think. It's not peeping tom. I think it it gave that extra level of intimacy. Yes. That we were kind of there, and I think it was very beautiful, and kind yeah. of that. Uh, it it didn't feel like they like that peeping or like that exploiting it or something. It really kind of told about something about the character. Kind of you you could feel feel them for a second, yeah. and yeah. it was it didn't last long, and it was it was very simple, and it wasn't. Exaggerated, or it wasn't dramatic. It was nothing. No, it that's was the, I, glorious and, everyday life. And I, I think that was maybe the point of it—that it was so normal and kind of so. Okay, for me it was like a little bit wonderful to kind of uh, feel for a second of that age. Uh, aged people to be so intimate together, like when when yeah. Gloria and the and the man kissed. Um, uh, was it in front of a car somewhere? I don't remember yeah. where they kissed, and it mm-hmm. was this very passionate kiss. It was so kind of beautiful for these yeah. Minelets people to kiss, and I felt that that was really it was some so um, that, there was this passion had, uh, in in, yeah. in Gloria that she really needed that 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 in like that that feeling with somebody, and I think. It's very normal, but we don't see that so often in, in No, not so often. This uh, director, this Sebastian Lelio, who, mm-hmm. who is, he did it skillfully. Yeah. It's just part of Gloria's life, and we are following it, and that's it. And mm-hmm. we, are, we can be grateful for that. So no wonder that this Paulina Garcia, Garcia was this uh, Gloria acting, mm-hmm. actress. So she got... Uh, the best actress award in Berlin festival. Yeah, yeah no wonder. I, I really am happy that. <laughs> that uh, and yeah, and the director said, I read that <clears throat> director, the Sebastian Lelio, said that it's an honor to. It's a homage to John Cassavetes and Gina Rowland, this movie. Yeah, like because Gina Rowland was in Gloria. Yeah, I'm Gloria with something else completely. But it's but, but I don't. What what why is it? What is the connection with him? I it's don't... the connection is probably because they make that those kind of movies too. You know, kind of everyday things happening to people and very skillfully. Mm. Okay. He's probably been watching those movies. They're very good movies. Yeah, but the the Gloria movie is a weird connection that it's both are named Gloria with Gina Roland and now with yeah that's uh, the another thing I don't <laughs> I don't take it as that way I think that's what's inside the movies of John Cassavetes movies in general yeah yeah now I understand better, and yeah. Gina Roland we talked about her before already with Rene Russo in the Nightcrawler you remember yeah 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 so she's a middle-aged woman which acts perfectly beautifully she's She's a kind of example for all this René Russo and <clears throat> and uh, this Paulina Garcia and so mm. 
so okay. she has done a lot for middle-aged women. So they make those uh, small films. It's kind of small films, which are big films, in fact. So anyway, Gloria, we agreed that uh, she she was a kind of a grown-up woman. Very much, yes. Very grown-up so woman. She was like her childs were having babies and... Uh, weren't they? Didn't they have a yeah, child? The boy like she's a grandmother sick. already. The boy had a sick son. Yeah. Which they had to take care. And the girl went to live in Sweden with this Theo. This, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that, that Gloria was a grandmother, but she's so young in a, another way. She's so alive and she's, she's like, if but we she's think grown about... up in her mind. Yeah, yeah, but if we think about grandmothers, we think about old people very very old ah, you, you know think? say, say <laughs> like, well like yeah, okay she's 58 they say here 58 well Long that's that's 58. not old that's middle age i would say yeah. so so a middle aged grandmother I, I i like that to put that kind of position on her because she has this two generations already under her but she's also still looking for love and uh, in her life, and that's brilliant. I, I like that. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I, I she has this son, it. Pedro, grown-up son who has a sick child, all the time sick, and mm -hmm. the wife is away. And I suspect that this wife is one of those Chile politics of, you know, uh, Uhri. Um, uh, <laughs> Uhri victims. What? Victims. Victims of uh, Chile politics, maybe, because she's gone and she somewhere, so where she's gone, they arrest mm. people here and there and they disappeared. So, but they never mention it in this film. Yeah, I never thought about it even. It's, yeah, it's so, totally it, oblivious yeah, of the whole. Movie. So we are part of also of that that we can be in there, in that family, and see, see, okay, that's how they live when people disappear. Mm. They're not uh, shouting on the streets and getting mad and everything. They go on living, but it's very hard. And once, only once in that film, she goes into politics. See, but, see I, I, I think there's two moments because there, she, she, she goes, there is the protest. Which protest? The protest but of the... Part of it. Yeah, the protest of the... Um, the, ah, the, the balcony with the banging yeah. of that meant. Yeah, and then that before that, there is the, the table scene where she talks about politics. Yeah, and but she this gives is... her opinion uh -huh. about it. And that's a little bit going into it. She's, she's still naive and still naive about about the situation around her. But in that moment, I was kind of surprised that she, she actually... She, otherwise, she's, she concentrates on her own life and everything. And, and then suddenly on the on the table, she just starts uh, talking about, straight off her opinion about it. I don't really understand, I, I, uh -huh. I'm, I'm bad in politics, so I, don't, I didn't really understand if they, if it was uh, really serious or really like went deep into it or was it like part of her naiveness? But also also the balcony scene is was after she uh, s uh, smoked some uh, weed. And then she uh, saw the whole protest and she kind of went, which was a very weird connection with it, that it was the kind of I, only active moment. I was very surprised. Suddenly in the film and movie she went into the balcony 
Uh, after this Sweden. She went to the balcony and started to bang the pot, uh, mm. metal pot, bang, 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 and everybody in the neighborhood bang also, bam, bam, bam. And that was sudden, it was uh, very surprising for me, but mm. I realized things from that. Yeah, and 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 wasn't it all like, wasn't it also really symbolic that he had a neighbor who was mad and crazy? was yelling and yeah but probably yeah and many doing all kind of crazy. things all the time in the end and she was all the time trying to not trying to ignore this and yeah ignore so yeah. so isn't that really quite symbolic about how how she's ignoring chile and yeah, the whole situation in chile it's symbolic because in finland if somebody does that to you in a neighbor you <laughs> go to police and you make a big you make out of it a big thing and you're not allowed to do yeah. that and so on. And, but and... in Chile, <laughs> people are crazy because of the politics, they're really... Yeah, see, he was really no caricature. It was really like, I was quite surprised how caricaturic the neighbor was. But that it's was not really caricature, crazy. in fact. It's uh, everyday life when people get mad, when the people dis- their relatives disappear and are killed and tortured and so on. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. we don't have that. Yeah, that's Luckily, quite crazy. It's uh, wonderful to see film, movies where you learn. Uh... So uh, in Ida and Gloria, there's both in this this kind of tension and burden and guilt and this uh, how to deal with with this this chaos and this yeah. this um, uh, violent uh, knowledge kind. Yeah, of. but the Gloria also see. She has a, it's a very complex, she has to deal with so many things, with that man finding the man and with the man's craziness, with strangeness and everything. And then she has to find a connection to Anna, her daughter, mm. without every, all the time calling. She don't call all the time and go after her and after her. She's very careful about, she goes after a long time into her yoga class or what class was it? Was it some kind of... Uh, it was yoga. Yeah, yoga. Yes, she was a yoga teacher. Yeah, so she went to take part in a yoga class just to meet her daughter. So yeah, it was that's, the first time. I, I feel that very much because I'm a grandmother myself and I'm a, a grown-up woman with uh, children. So how to be with conduct, in contact with my children, which I want to do, I, ha- I need it. <laughs> so how to do it without troubling them. Mm. So I was, it was wonderful to see Gloria solving that thing. Yeah. She's very nice and clever woman. I mm. felt for her. Mm. And when she was left alone in the hotel, you remember? She, the man left yeah. to take care of her. Such an absurd <laughs> moment. But I can totally see it happen. I can totally see it as reality. I can yes. I can kind of feel ah uh, it was so <laughs> it was really amazing. <laughs> Such a very simple act. Yeah, of... and then later when she went, she took the car and made action and went behind a bit. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit crazy. <laughs> what could you do when you have so much patience and patience and patience and then nothing helps, so you get crazy in the end. You have to get steam out. So she went with the car outside this man's mm. 
house and uh, make this it's, prote- yeah. protest. <laughs> it's very weird because like, that the whole movie Gloria, it was there was this level of intimacy that started to feel very often like kind of awkward, like that mm-hmm. you're you're kind of feeling awkward that you're seeing. Gloria yes. in this way, like how, like that's how I felt in the really first moment, in the beginning, when she's in the party and she's looking for uh, a man. She's yeah. she's trying to find a, a love for first her life. First time she went. That was yeah. the first time. Yeah, she and, ever she, went. and it oh, it was in the that in the beginning of the movie. It was the yeah, first time. Yeah, it was time. the first time she ever went. She decided now. <laughs> I have to ah, learn. really? I thought she was. Yeah. I I I had the feeling that she was like used to it that she kind of went there sometimes to dance and just, we just jumped in from one moment and that's kind of her life that she's like going like how how people are mm-hmm. these days going to to dancing i that's how i felt about it and that that way she looks at others and how she kind of tried to approach men felt really awkward and it felt kind of uh it's very human. Yeah, very human, and it was kind of uh, there was this uh, weird. Um, you could identify yourself. Yeah, and I kind of didn't almost didn't want to go get so close in a way, like yeah. because it was mm. yeah there was something. Else. But in a way, in a way, Ida didn't feel like that. It didn't feel awkward in that sense. And maybe that's the passiveness of the filmmaking and the cinematography, and it was much more. Um, heavier atmosphere and kind of more atmospheric film it was not so intimate in in such way yeah it was very different it was very much more emotionless kind of kind of drawing you away from the from the moment and Mm. everything it was very still it was like a photograph yeah something very different what, but what can you can you tell me like because you said it was very interesting what you said about you being a grandmother yourself and that you identified with um, uh, with Gloria uh, being kind of being in the same position and being the same uh, level as her uh, that it felt very personal to you then in what way did Ida felt personal to you did, how did you identify with Ida or with with uh, Wanda, or did you? Was it like just with Ida, or, or no. with both, or it, how did you? How, how? Why was it so personal? Maybe we. Maybe this is now like a spoiler. Maybe you want to talk more no. detailed about Ida, but can you? Uh, no, with Gloria, it was it? as you say. It's it's the woman's life and in different ages of woman's life and the situations. I felt identified myself with it. Even a man cannot identify in that film, I think. Well, which one? Gloria. Gloria. Yeah. It's even for a man, but for me, especially yeah. because of the how to connect with the children, with your grown-up children, and be a, so you don't spoil their life, and so, and find a man and be, <laughs> and when they suddenly go away from hotel, what to do, and you know, so. But in Ida. How do I identify? No, like things happen in your life. In my life, happen also tragic things, which nothing compared, of course, to either. But mm. so you just they come to you. These things they happen, mm. and 
you have to deal with them and you have to think about you in fact you can't do anything about them either couldn't do anything about anything yeah it, see those it had done, it, it had been done in a way like them. even yeah, her whiteness and everything she was totally totally innocent, innocent so, and out of it so such things when such things happen it's a different thing than in Gloria. Like mm-hmm. a little bit in Chile, it happened. The politics there was, but uh, not. So when you can't do nothing about it, it all happens. So we are all in such situations also. In life happened things mm-hmm. which you can't help, and how to t- just stand there and take them? You have to think about them. Mm-hmm. Ida was thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I identified with her with that. You have to uh, think about them and deal with them in that way. And you can't explain it to anybody. She had no, she couldn't really, how could she? Mm. Said to by herself, just to put that coat on and button it up and leave. No, every time she put that coat on and button it up and go, no? Mm. The, on that movie, she did it in many times. So that's what I do also, I've been doing in my life. Button, put the coat on and button up and leave. And so it's, and kind so of, it's kind of uh, wonderfully portrayed as the, the way of the monastery and the lifestyle that she has, the rest, restrictive lifestyle of the monastery that she uh, has become, like, or she is very minimal and kind of just doing yeah and and kind of just putting the jacket on and just leaving and just kind of doing these rituals and this that's all she has and that's kind of she's concentrated on this kind of the purity of her own lifestyle that she has learned from the monastery yes i think that this ida gave it in pictures simple for me the way my life has gone like in many time, in all this time, all these years, I'm much older. Ida was in the teenage, uh, coming a woman, but I'm already older, like Gloria. I'm that type. So, how many times I have really put the coat on and buttoned up and left? Mm. I have done that, and in serious matter, mm. gone from one country to another, start a new life, and different than Ida, of course, different mm. things, but. It gave me, in pictures, the symbol of my life, too. Mm. Buttoning up the coat and leaving and starting anew and starting anew. So that's maybe the answer to you. Yeah, well... Yeah, it's a very skillful, I think, this director. The coat was important part in that, either. Yeah. And the suitcase. Mm. And how do you connect, in the end, being John Malkovich? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I had a really happy thing to see yesterday. I saw finally a 1999 film of being John Markovich by Spike Jones. Yeah, and written by Charlie Kaufman. And written by Charlie Kaufman. I thought that now I'm ready. I haven't seen Charlie Kaufman films for many, many years. I didn't, I didn't understand any of it. And then one day because of you, you helped me to understand a little bit and you know, encourage me. So I saw adaptation some mm. time ago and uh, Synedos, but uh, Synedos is not 
Senators New York. Mm. It's, it's not done by Spike Jones. No, no, but it's... By it's... Charlie Kaufman himself. Yeah. But, but this being John Markovich, is, I saw yesterday, I thought, no, because I saw adaptation and I passed it with clear colors. Mm. You know? <laughs> I understood it and I enjoyed it and I laughed and laughed and laughed. I realized that's a film as I can laugh. <laughs> so adaptation, so intelligent, many layers and everything. So I saw John Markovich. I also laughed. I, I had real fun with it. I, <laughs> yeah, it's a funny movie. It's a funny movie, and and I think that Charlie Kaufman makes. Um, yeah, okay. Later talk about why it's connected to Ida and Gloria, but why Charlie Kaufman makes many layers of films, many layer films. Like you go in, in being John Markovich, you go into seven and a half floor, floor in the town. Yeah. And uh, the woman there in the elevator prides it open with the, with the iron, this <laughs> door of the elevator. <laughs> it doesn't open by itself. And people go hunching, working in hunching because the ceiling is so low and they had to walk like that and everything and and they just take it that way and the funny secretary that I have a lot to say about and and uh, <clears throat> then this couple which for my my uh, immense uh, surprise it was Cameron Diaz <laughs> the wife this Lotte no, the was it? No. Yeah, it was Cameron Diaz, and it was Who? Really... Whose wife? This. Uh... John Cusack's wife. Yeah, John Cusack's no. wife. It's the horrible hair and everything, and it's. Wasn't was it Cameron Catherine Keane? No, Catherine Keane was the mistress who was in working in the in seven and a half. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and right. so I was so happy to see Cameron Diaz finally as something good. <laughs> Well, okay, she was good in something about Mary. Yeah, she fitted very well in that. Yeah, she was fitting that. Really but here she, you couldn't even recognize her. She was not a stupid blonde or anything. She was really ugly-looking woman, like, and very mixed-up woman with all kinds of crazy animals as pets. Chimpanzee and a lizard and a Yeah, and weird, weird And John Cusack was perfect for that part. Yes, he, he had like long hair and so he really had long hair. He looked, he, he looked similar to me, like in adaptation, this Donald and Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah and maybe Charlie Kaufman himself. I, yeah, it's very himself. Yeah, I think, so yeah, Charlie they, Kaufman <laughs> said that he always makes kind of out of biographical movies. So I was happy to see John Cusack something good. I'm he's lately been in many films good and uh, I'm I'm happy for him. Oh, lately? So, lately, yeah, I have seen not lately in new films but I have seen lately films with him. In, ah, yeah. So he's really good. So yeah, yeah. anyway this couple is is don't fit at all together. <laughs> the the other one is a puppeteer, very exact exact and uh, pedantic person and very good and talented in this puppet. Cameron, Cameron, yes. 
No, the John Cusack. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes in the basement his puppet. Ah, yeah. Puppets a really long time that I've seen the movie. Yeah, so. so he's really great in that. He's talented, like like John Malkovich, as, as talented as John Malkovich. Mm. So he wouldn't really have to be John Malkovich, but he could be. Nobody will hasn't found him yet. So they don't fit at all together. And this wife is a messy business, and so they go in, <laughs> into the <laughs> secret tunnel in this workplace where they find this, John Cusack finds this uh, tunnel to John Malkovich's was it, head. Was it just a like, surprise, like totally he, out of nowhere? He dropped that... a paper, he's, he's an archive person, so he dropped behind this archive box uh, cupboard, mm -hmm. uh, behind it a paper, and then he takes it out with a great effort and finds out that there's a door, little door there, and he opens it and there's a tunnel to <laughs> not Malkovich's head. And so, so, we are, so we are involved in being somebody else, and everybody wants to suddenly be 15 minutes in John Malkovich's head. Yeah, and it like that it it does something for them like they they suddenly realize yeah who they are or what makes them happy or something yeah. like there's, there's some kind of his life <laughs> what they spoil john malkovich's life <laughs> completely because little by little they they tell him what to do and he starts to be affected by it and do and cannot be himself anymore mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, so yeah. he starts to find out what is this? And he follows, follows where where are they all going? And he goes himself there into his own head. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the the greatest moment, maybe, of all things, because when he goes into his head and comes out, and he sees only all the people in the world are John Malkovich, <laughs> and they only can talk word Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> they cannot talk any other word. Like we would be here talking an hour about Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. And you say Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> so, so Charlie Kama, I think he's a genius, really. So we we are in his head like we were in Gloria and in Ida. Mm. We are in the middle of all that. kind of. It's kind of life itself whom you are born and you are not satisfied mm. and then you want to be somebody else and you want to be exactly a famous person and so on and like yeah. John Malkovich. Yeah, so. it's very interesting that it was John Malkovich. I, I read a interview of, uh, or I heard an interview of John Malkovich talking about it and <laughs> he, when he read the script, when he first <laughs> saw the script, because Charlie Coleman just wrote apparently the script just yeah, about John Malkovich. Yeah, and he then he just give any other chance. Yeah, the originally Mal it was John Malkovich, and then yeah. he he John Malkovich read it, and John Malkovich. Thought... He was living in France then, and they flew it with aeroplane to him. Ah, really? Because yeah, yeah, but it was uh, in the internet. And and that he uh, that he originally he really liked the script, but he didn't mind about the main lead <laughs> name and he thought that he, he thought that Kaufman was really good script scriptwriter so that he could use him for some other projects because he really liked him and then he asked Kaufman that 
would it be possible to change because maybe he would be really interested in the movie but would it be possible to change the character to some <laughs> other actor or something and then he could uh, direct it himself and they could produce it together and oh, everything okay. John Malkovich would direct it he, he liked it the story so much that he yeah. would was ready to direct it himself and produce it to ah. fund it or uh, produce it and then that they would make it together with Kaufman and everything and Kaufman said and, and then also that Kaufman that he could use Kaufman for other projects and Kaufman said he's not interested in other projects no, <laughs> no he's not interested in those things uh, that he was offering and that he will never he will not change the actor it, yeah. to him it, it has to be John Malkovich <laughs> it was very strange <laughs> that's also <laughs> It's like the life itself. And and it's funny that in the end, like apparently nobody liked the movie. Nobody wanted to make being John Malkovich. It didn't. It was uh, years it took for to find a director. And then Spike Jones was interested. Yeah, he's and then the he right made it. one to do that because he's a he apparently he got his name Spike Jones mm-hmm. from uh, Spike Jones. He got the name from Spike Jones, an old man, earlier man who was a comedian, uh-huh. making very funny songs, and I hear them in the radio. He uh-huh. makes really funny songs and things. So he was probably fascinated with Spike Jones, and so his his uh, employer gave him a name. His name was Adams Adams something. Ah, yeah, it's not really. Ah, it's not his real name. No. His name is Adam Spiegel, and he makes the works with his brother Sam Spiegel. Yeah, that's really strange. So he's uh, yeah because he's probably is uh, such a funny person as this Spike Jones. Spike Jones was a funny person, so probably he's like that. Otherwise, he wouldn't get the name. <laughs> but a little bit, it is Jones and not Jones. So they get made changed it. Mm. Yeah. And any. Anyway, he's the right person to make such funny movies. Who can handle that? Know that layers of all those. Yeah, and then, but the, for me, it was it's very psychological because in the end, he made where the wild things are and her, yes. which yeah, he yeah. just perf- perfecting his own uh, themes and uh, style. He's yeah, brilliant. very his own style, and the, I heard about him from you. Otherwise, I wouldn't know anything about mm. it at all. It was really lucky that I heard. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, Charlie Kaufman, is he still alive, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still oh, good, alive. because he's such a marvelous This adaptation blew me away. It <laughs> blew me away completely. And now I have a lot to digest. Only yesterday I saw this being John Marco. For the first time. Yeah, so I have a lot to digest, and normally I talk about film only after a week or two. Yeah. But this, it's so obviously something. So you remember that secretary? In uh, that so the Catherine Keane? Seven and a half rows? Uh, no, Catherine Keane was uh, just somebody working with uh, John Cusack in that same. I don't remember the secretary. No, it was not the um, name of the... It was, uh, Secretary of the of this uh, uh, firm, mm-hmm. and she 
understands every word that uh, John Cusack says from the beginning, completely wrong. She hears them wrong, ah, and yeah. she answers wrong, and she also hears the, the, her bosses talks, everybody's talks she hears wrong and answers them wrong completely. You have to hear mm -hmm. it again to, to believe it. And, and for me, that was a revelation, you know. Yeah. Yeah, way. I can't give example because it's so hard to give example. Yeah. If I tell you a clear sentence, like yeah. now I say, so that woman would never hear it that way. She would completely hear something else and talk about Russian Revolution or something, whatever, but something else. Yeah. So how can she be secretary? Anyway, she's <laughs> secretary. And the boss is convinced that she's the right and he's wrong. Uh. You know, what what connection they must have with each other, the boss and the secretary? And the secretary understands every sentence of the boss differently than he says. Ah, so, so, and see. the boss thinks he's right. So how can they work together? <laughs> like, how can they work? And that's Charlie Kaufman. So in the end, the secretary is the boss because the secretary in the end just does whatever she no does. Problem. Yeah. Because the boss just trusts her to do it. Yeah. Because mm, John Cossack went to the boss and said, look, that the secretary says same things, he don't understand anything. And boss says, no, no, she understands everything and I don't understand anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know that I, I read, some years ago I read a book of the Nobel writer Doris Lessing. Yeah. She's, she's one of my favorites. So, I, I read her book... Um, uh, called um, The Good Terrorist. Mm. Yeah, it's a book which you would never read because it's such a horrible name. <laughs> you wouldn't choose to read a book. But I, I read it mm. for some recommendation. And there I understood this thing exactly what the secretary does. Because it happens to us every all the time to people, normal people, everywhere, all the time, every day, everywhere. Yeah. It happens that when you talk something, the other one doesn't understand it the way you understand it. Yeah. 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 Obviously. And it, yeah. 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 It's and we we act like like they understand what we act like opposite. We we don't understand it that they are. It's not understandable. Yeah. No. It's that makes it up in the world. That makes up like the Babel story. Yeah, even if you talk the same language, we the other one understands it differently than what I'm saying it. Mm. And I'm saying even more things than I should say. In that book, this this girl was such so funny because she didn't realize that she's talking things which she shouldn't say. She don't hear it herself that she's saying them. And we do that too all the time. You mean in The Good Terrorist? Yeah, in that book. Mm. So Charlie Kaufman does it in this film shortly in the, with this secretary. Mm. It's a big thing. It's a really big thing, a revelation of our lives. Yeah. But, but uh, how many people notice that and see it? He's, yeah. he's so sharp. Yeah. It, it's one of the basic things in life that we don't we say things which we don't shouldn't say and the other one hears things we see he shouldn't hear and <laughs> yeah I, and i think he yeah in that sense like the whole mo the whole movie is like some abs abs like ideas put physically 
Yes, it is. Like, yeah, it's and... in front of your eyes. And same happens with Ida mm. and uh, Gloria. So, but but in in what I other know. way did, did you find the similarity? Because I'm still interested in like hearing what why, why did you connect being with John Malkovich with Ida and ah, Gloria? I said it already. It's because uh, this Gloria, we are. It lets us in into her life, like we are in her head or in her in her body. Do no? you feel like and you are, as the audience, you are like dropped into her, like like the people are being dropped into being John Mark? Yeah, that. exactly. And that, that the experience of watching that movie, kind of, and the, the revelation of emotions that you get from it is kind of like how we feel, how the characters feel in being John Markovic when after they have lived, kind of as John Malkovich and that's kind of the 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 um, uh, connection yeah it's very human it's all of it is human in in being it's done completely different way this being John Malkovich you actually see the tunnel and you go into the head and so on but in Gloria you don't see it you just are you are in it and you have to take it in a way, like the whole monitor screen and everything is like it's like a tunnel. It's like the hypnotic tunnel into the mm. into the universe and realism of it. Mm. And, and the eye is is the camera, and you are looking at it. Yeah, like and it's like like in this way, being John Malkovich is like a physic physicalization of of uh, cinematic experience. Yes, and exactly. And how it connects with us personally. So I could I could sit in you know that in Glo uh, Gloria also I saw in Orion. Mm. So Ida and Gloria and Orion. So I could have seen, seen being John Malkovich in Orion, and we all are led in that door into the tunnel and see that film. Yeah, no, no, actually, yeah. so in Orion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> so I can only say that this, uh, this uh, Charlie Kaufman, he's so intelligent so talented it's a god's gift to us <laughs> so like doris lessing with the nobel prize with her books mm. no, equal there are people few people like that in the world or many mm. who are able to give us such revelations and experiences and we can take part in it so charlie Kaufman is one of that and i can be only thankful mm. Did it get clear why we put him? Why we have talked about him here with Ian? Yeah, I think it was quite clear. We really, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We really, really put it together. And how about adaptation? You, it's one of your favorite movies, no? I I wouldn't say one of my favorite movies. I I would say that it's Charlie Kaufman is one of my favorite screenwriters. And and adaptation, I. Um, with adaptation, I had so, something very a personal relationship because I really, um, yeah, it, it can um, sound stupid or weird, but I really kind of it was a mo movie where I really connected with the character with Nicolas Cage, and I could. It was such a. It's like adaptation and Sideways are two movies where I really understood the character and why like how he like it was for me like this personal connection like that I was kind of that character for a while 
And which character in Sideways? Uh, Paul Giamatti's character. Ah, the, yeah, the, yeah, not the other one. Not that. <laughs> like um, Sideways, Sideways was a movie at the right exact time in my life, and just how they portrayed Paul Giamatti's character really touched me, and it really helped me a lot. And that's why mm -hmm. it's really that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's why I really love uh, the director of the. Ah. Sideways. Now I forgot his name. Uh, he made them Nebraska. Alexander Payne, of course. Mm. So for me, Alexander Payne and Charlie Kaufman are these two great filmmakers that I really equally loved. I just love their movies and their, like it, their their whole series of movies that they have made are all uh, feels like connected by an artist who has a voice. Mm. So in adaptation. In, in the beginning, when I first tried to look at it before, so this looking for the orchid and all this story, and it, I thought that it's a film about looking for orchid. No, like, like there's the solution, there's an explanation and story and everything, but there was not. Mm -hmm. Later, I understood that I have to just laugh and follow those people and and see them. So when when this they go and look for the orchid. So now I realize when I saw it, this adaptation is that it it involves my search for the beauty. You remember with La Grande Bellezza and Death in Venice and all kinds of this beauty. So this film has this also. Like yeah. this orchid is the symbol of uh, wonderfulness, beauty, and it's. Then later, it in the film, it becomes a drug, like mm. so. Is it the beauty of the drugness or the beauty of the beauty of the flower? It also has double. This Kaufman has done it that way. Mm. So, which one is it? The beauty of it, but yeah. it's it's the symbol of beauty in it. So I was surprised to find it in adaptation. This symbol of beauty. Yeah, yeah, and also like in in two levels, like the 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 Meryl Streep is looking. This Susan. That, yeah, for the beauty of the the beauty in, in orchid orchids and the orchid thief uh, to understand the character the man, and then the Charlie Kaufman is trying to find beauty in art and in writing about it to write the perfect the right story. Yes. And then in the end there is this death and killing, and so of course <laughs> turns into a total different movie, which I, which I love. Like I, I really, I really like about that movie is that it can, yeah. from one second it can totally change into a yeah. whole totally different movie. Like that the the narration inside Nicolas Cage's mind stops immediately when yeah. the in the lecture he says to uh, to avoid this narration yeah. in the mind and it just stops and it never comes back again and that's brilliant and then it in the end it becomes a thriller action <laughs> movie kind of like how his brother would have made the story so it becomes his brother's movie in a way yeah. and it's really yeah. brilliant I, I very really complex like but it happens to us in life it's kind of Sally Kaufman always shows us the life itself like always come back to that uh, Gloria when she was left alone in the hotel, no, mm -hmm. 
So you are expecting that they are there, lovers, and they're in the hotel, and they're enjoying, and oh, so happy Hollywood end. Mm. You know, this uh, nostalgic and drama and the music and everything. No, the man leaves and she's left alone there. <laughs> and it turns out to, to be something else completely. This film also. It's not the happy Hollywood end. Yeah, exactly. You know, so those things happen and Charlie Kaufman shows us. And then, then you can see it yourself. You're surprised with this, this Gloria that she has to suddenly be in something else completely. And yeah. so it happens to Ida too. Yeah. She don't but, go on with that man. But in the a, most ordinary happy. way. In the most yeah. everyday, the simplest moment yeah. that can be. And yeah. Can be Just so... stuff and has fun with it. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember how being Tomakowicz ends, but maybe you shouldn't reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have to see it again, but I can imagine that it's quite crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you are in the feeling. You know, in the end, you are in the feeling and you feel something, like you've got something, a present in your hands. And you want to see the end, end names and things. And yeah. he cuts it off. <laughs> okay, you can only laugh. Mm. But you said, once I, you said, told me that Chris Cooper, in uh, adaptation, that he got some prize from it, no? Chris Cooper? Yeah, Chris got... Cooper. Chris Cooper is the man whom Susan, I think Susan went fall in love with him. There's a man without the teeth in the front. Yeah, didn't he got an Oscar for it? He didn't he? Yeah. And Susan fall in love with this man. This Chris Cooper thinks there that he's the most marvelous. <laughs> he's the I'm the he says so that I'm the cleverest man ever. <laughs> and <laughs> he's so stupid like he looks stupid without his he can't even go fix his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he's so stupid there. And Susan falls in love with him and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier I was taking it seriously and I couldn't understand it, but now I can only laugh at him. <laughs> so didn't he get the Oscar? <laughs> so I think that we can wrap this up with one uh, uh, saying it's a very nice thing what I <clears throat> heard in adaptation is Donald yeah. he said that I decide what I love and the other ones can't decide it for me that's what we do too no? Yeah, I we think... decide what we love and we... nobody can decided for us. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, but... we have to give the stars. Would you recommend what you think? Ah, okay. All this I would recommend very much, of course. Ida, Gloria and all Charlie Kaufman's. Yeah. But how many stars would you give Ida? Well, I originally gave, when I, after I saw it, I gave 9 out of 10. But after just kind of sitting it with me and thinking about it, I think it is uh, 10 out of 10 it's just uh, it's a perfect movie uh, it's an experience a very unique uh, in its simplicity uh, I really appreciate uh, that it's the length I think is a very uh, important part of the movie even though I really don't ma mind big length movies uh, but it feels like it's part of how the movie is told in such a 
short minimal way the director can tell such a deep impactive and emotional and personal story uh, yeah. and only with uh, with basically symbolism and not really explaining it so yeah. it's just a yeah perfect movie and then the Gloria I I'm still at nine out of ten because it's a masterpiece of filmmaking. Yeah, what's wrong with it? Yeah, maybe just maybe like I don't know. Maybe it's not it's not uh, totally unique. It's not it's not something. It's not a, a perfect movie. There, I. It's it's amazing masterpiece and neither of them is already a top movie. Mm. So, mm. but some some for some movies you have to give ten out of ten and some for nine out. Of, you cannot give all the time. That's why I think five stars is too few for me. I cannot. I would give both five stars, but I maybe it's much easier to understand the their comparison when you have a little bit more variation with the points and one can be nine and one can be ten so you can kind of see how i rate them and being and jamal coach i haven't seen jamal in a while coach. so i don't really know maybe that would be like maybe eight out of ten or nine out of ten something like that because i really love charlie kaufman movies but i haven't seen that in really in years so i really don't know how i would feel these days about it an adaptation is not Adaptation, again, it's really hard. Maybe nine out of ten. Just the scripting in Kaufman goes a long way. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it. He he deconstructs cinematic uh, form and does mm. whatever he wants. And I never, I, I haven't seen that level yeah. of deconstructing. It's ingenious. It's amazing. So yeah, mm. maybe nine out of ten for all of his movies. So. <laughs> So uh, I would I gave Ida five out of my five, mm. and uh, Gloria five out of my five, mm. and being John Markovich, five of my five. Wow! And adaptation, <laughs> five of my five. <laughs> yeah, what else can I do? Yeah. Mm. That's Such really. Such great experiences. We are always talking about great movies maybe one day we should Not talk always, about... no. maybe one day we should just concentrate on one bad movie because <laughs> uh, we always yeah. giving top points yeah, and we, we are always give... looking looking up but you have been seeing all kind of not that great movies yeah I, I saw some very bad movies some and... even can't but this waste of time talk about <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> very good point. Okay, so we had a very nice uh, chat. Thank you and bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye.